Hi, Jack. Hi. You okay? Yeah, mate. I'm well. I'm in the middle of watching the fucking wrestling right now. <laughs> oh yeah. What's that yeah. one? Uh, well, so I've had to pay for it. It was only like a tenner, but that's um, that's the one at Wembley. I'm watching it right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> One day you might grow up, Jack. <laughs> oh, man, Jack. You won't. Anyway, anyway, shall I invite our guest in? Yeah, invite him in, mate. I follow him on Instagram. He's got a story to tell. I feel rough, mate. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry I've got a shit immune system. Why have you got a shit immune system? What's that all about? Uh, probably, probably all the drugs I used to smash in. Oh, really? Did you, did you have a drug problem, Sam? Yeah, did you not know about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like to mention it. I don't like to talk about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, right. Well, How have you been, Jack? I'm good, mate. Like, today's been a good day. I um, went out and got myself in the water this morning and um, went and done some cardio when I got back. Um, went for a walk. Done some stretching, and I've just been watching wrestling all day. <laughs> is it been on all day? Is it, mate? It's been going on since I think it's kicked off like three o'clock. Really? How yeah. Many, how many? How many people they got on the on the card? Uh, a whole bunch, and there's about eighty thousand in attendance. That's good. It's fucking mental, mate. It's unbelievable. What a great show! If everyone in attendance could send our podcast a pound, that'd be great. That's eight thousand pounds. Good maths. Good, good maths, Samuel. <laughs> What's going on? How you doing, Hello, mate? You right? How you doing, Ross? Well, it's uh, it's the day. So I don't understand bank holidays. Never have oh, done. Okay. Um, because, because of the nature of my life, um, just inherent of my work, it's the case, right? So every day, and how I live my life, every day is exactly the same. Like every day. Exactly. So I wake up at the same time. I wake up at the same time tomorrow as I will do today, as I did today, as I did the last four hundred days. And I'll keep doing this. It's very peculiar, but we'll get into this in a bit. So <laughs> awesome! Oh, that, that is a hell of an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, are you, mate? <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you ever so much for uh, being gracious enough. Uh, I'm an open book. Ask what the fuck you like. No, I love that. I appreciate it. I forget, I guess we'll just start from the beginning, if that's all right. A little bit about your your background. I know you had some yeah. issues with um, with drinking drugs, and and your life's completely different to what it used to be. So, yeah. If you could get, if you could tell us where, a little bit about your upbringing, how you yeah. got into the drinking drugs, and where you are yeah. today, that would be amazing. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, so uh, I come from a pretty working class background. My dad was a was a labourer. Uh, he had construction firms, so there was definitely, you know, he always got after it. My uncle, same, same. He is actually cabby in London. Um, we come from some fairly hard-drinking Irish background, it appears, with mental health issues and stuff like this from, like, North London, <laughs> if you dig it all the way back. But I had a pretty good childhood. I mean, I, my parents were still together. There were always issues, likewise. But... My dad did a good job of keeping us out of certain places, even though because of the nature of what he had, he was around by, surrounded by scumbags. Because frankly, you know, he was a bit of one, if I'm honest. 
You know, it's just the nature of just the nature of the beast of working in uh, groundworks in sort of seventies and eighties and whatnot, right? Mm. Um, so everything was kind of good for me until I wound up going to comprehensive school, and that was where I think it sort of things sort of started to pull away from me personally. I didn't fit in. Um, I was a pretty sensitive kid. I should have gone to grammar school, but I missed that particular boat because of volume of people by all accounts. So my parents tell me. Uh, I should have been good at music. I qualified like second in the year for that. Pursued that, but then let that go for all the same reasons, which was um, self-belief and confidence. Fitting in. So I tried to fit in too much. Um, that then persisted with me then making totally unintentional choices about where I lived. Sorry, where, what I did to study, where I did, went to university. And drinking started probably about 14. Mm. Just, you know, fairly innocuous shit. And that just then built up. That just built up. Spun up at university. Did sales as a career. That's all part of it. Yeah. Then the um, the rest follows, shall we say. Yeah. Well, so your drinking, did it just start off at weekends and, and just a normal like binging or did you have a problem straight away with it? No, but I think, I think it's, 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 well, if you're if you're fourteen, you're drinking. It's a problem, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, and I think and I and I would go. I'd go as far to say that probably any drinking is a drinking problem. Mm. Uh, if you're doing it to to dis, to uh, distract and destroy, right, or, or to to subsume yourself, which mm. was definitely the case for me, right? This was definitely the case for me because I wasn't confident in myself, so I used you know, liquid courage, right? Liquid courage. Yeah. The world's worst fucking thing. <laughs> it's yeah. just literally is like it's uh, so non-courageous. Um, so I think it was that it was it was what it was what it was the tool that I was using it for, which was you know, I was abusing. Technically, I said so I was abusing it from the get-go. Yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. wrong, but it's intentional application. Yeah. yeah, changed the way you felt from a young age. Yeah, and I suppose it's it's so common as well, especially in the UK. I think at that age, fourteen and that, where people start drinking, I see a pattern here, and it's scary, really, because um, our brains haven't developed at that age properly yet, have we? And then you add toxins and and alcohol and drugs and whatever. You haven't give yourself a You haven't give yourself a chance to grow up and fully develop, especially your mind, not just your body, but your mind as well. So. Um, if there is underlining like like insecurities and stuff there, you're only temporarily fixing them. Um and and you're you're essentially gonna make the situation worse, which I know for myself it just made it ten times worse. And I'm I'm sure you'd probably agree. Um Well it's a counterfactual, isn't it? Because you don't know how that experiment would be run without it. But I think it's yeah. pretty, I think it's pretty reasonable to assume. Yeah. That- it wouldn't have gone the way it went. I think that's probably yeah. fair to assume, right? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's it. So the the alcohol um, started at fourteen. When yeah, did it? When, when did you start experimenting with um, other stuff as well? Okay, so I think that came in. I mean, you smoke a bit of weed in the park, but as it was back then, it's not like it is now. As, as yeah, us, as us old buggers would probably say. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But I remember having my first pill. I never thought I'd ever do that. And again, it's because I was drunk. And again, that's because I wanted to shift my state because I wasn't mm. comfortable in my own skin. All these things come back round, round, all come back round to that. All cut back round to the sense of self, which mm. comes 
way back round to stuff which happened before, right? It's you know, there's there's a thread, total thread. Mm. Um, I mean, I think you could take it back a little bit further if you sort of want to dig into it, but that's that's by the by. But then, yeah, then then of course it's pills and whiz. Yeah, <laughs> like, if I'm gra- a couple of pills and a gram of whiz. Um, and then I would lean into that as a kind of pseudo identity as someone who could, you know, put put a fair number of pills away. Yeah. Um, going in and out of London, I worked in um, I worked in kitchens, so no one gave a fuck if you were off your tits as long as you turned up and cleaned the restaurant. And are you, are you a chef? Are you a chef? Are you? No, good God, no, no. <laughs> mate. I mean, Ramsay lives here, but I, I, I would I would be I'd be a great chef if I had a Ferrari, but I but I I, I have one, and I don't I'm, I can't cook for shit. Yeah. I, I had chicken and prunes for dinner, so there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise, mate! Surprisingly nice. Surprisingly nice. I it's saw good. your reaction on your story, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoying it. <laughs> if, if you eat like I do, then, then anything like that's a win. Um, yeah. Um, no, so I just worked at Blue Strawberry in Hatfield Peveril. Uh, still there, actually. Still there. Um, uh, and yeah, it didn't really matter. And then, of course, mm. I then went to university. The, the the drugs tailed off. The booze, of course, was there. Same problem. Same problem. Really, in fact, definitely. Um, mm. And then when you went into, then I went into a job which I didn't like. <laughs> what was that? Which is sales. Which is sales. Yeah, yeah. You know, which uh, which plays against all those kind of insecurities. I mean, I mm. remember the very first job. I thought I had social anxiety. I didn't. I just wasn't uncomfortable myself. That's not the same thing. Mm. Mm. I, it's, I used to think I didn't like other people. I don't love other people. I didn't like myself. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Man. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 then you know it's like oh, there's always this quality that I remember. My first job at NAP, you'd have this kind of forced fun type stay, and I couldn't understand it, and I still don't understand it. Hence why I'm self-employed, but I just didn't fit in. Now there could be no, numerous reasons for that, right? But I really felt that. Mm. I really felt that, and uh, again, what did that drive? Drove the drinking. Yeah. Then it, it just just a continual pattern of unintentional, non-considered, non-intentional moves in my life, mm. and you know then you live with the consequences of that on small and large scale because you haven't essentially sorted yourself out to be able to have clarity to think and make better decisions in the round. And guess what you do? Mm. Because it's a feedback loop because you're not in a good state. Mm. Yeah. Very fascinating bloke. <laughs> you've got you've got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> I talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Because I talk to a lot of people. One of the things I don't read really, I got I have books, people go, do you read a lot of books? And I think one of the things about doing stuff like this mm. that when you talk, you will get affirmation just from the interaction by the quality of the interaction back. Mm that you're onto something. Yeah. And then it kind of feeds itself. It's, it's how it would have been done. We wouldn't have mm. had the fucking internet. We'd have, we'd have talked to, talk to each other. It's not necessarily about talking our problems out. It's as we speak, we hear, and then there's a kind of, you know, like this this moment right now will never happen again between us three. I mean, yeah. It's going to replay, but this is a novel no moment. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Be- is that what you do these days is live in the present? I I, I try to. Yeah. yeah. I try to. It's like, it's 
I, have you seen what I've got this hilarious poster, the Memento Mori poster? I don't think I have. Oh, no. I'm going to have to show you this, right? There, yeah. you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to so, turn my light on because it's got really dark. Hey, Two no, it's okay. No, but it's like, I, I, I am a bright light. You just have to get used to it, right? So... <laughs> it's That's like that. Oh, mate, I, I trigger the fuck out of people around here. Because so yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 I, I, I just don't roll like everyone else. It's so funny. Right, so that's my whiteboard bullshit. <laughs> it's this thing here. See what those black dots are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my fucking life. Yeah. Right? Please <laughs> explain. <laughs> right. no, this, is, this is amazing right so you can buy this off Etsy I'd highly recommend them I'd highly recommend them because what this is is 52 dots That so you can see what see down the bottom they're not filled in that's filled in not mm-hmm. filled in that's 52 circles and there's 90 lines in total so that's a good life and here's the thing and show people that and they come up with all sorts of different responses maybe a face like that Maybe a face like that, and it will do all sorts of stuff. It'll do all sorts of stuff to you, really. Um, you might think, "Fuck me, I've got a lot of time left," and you think, and I would say, "Are you fucking sure about that, son?" (laughs) Right? Because it's not guaranteed tomorrow. Not even guaranteed next moment. Right? So that's the first thing. Secondly, you'd also say, "If you think you're going to live that long, what the fuck are you doing to make sure you get there?" That could be another question. That's not mm. useful to me. Then when you look back as you're filling this thing, you think, I mean, how old are you two? About the same age as me, right? 46? I'm, I'm 36. You really? No, I'm 37. I just turned Fuck me, you had, a long paper, you had a long paper round, right? It's yeah, you still got... I think it's the drugs. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, in one of these pictures, but in 2016, mate, I look like a million years old. It's like I look younger yeah. than... Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the youngster here. Then I'm only 32. So. Oh, you're um, a child, you're a man child. Fuck off. I'm right? very <laughs> much so. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but I, I bet I was, and I saw it that. That's a whole different kettle of fish. But you mm. fill that in. That's a lot of weeks. Whatever it is for us, for us, it's a lot of weeks. That's a lot of weeks, and you can start thinking, what's in there? There's all sorts of shit in there. Mm. Good, bad, triumphs, tragedies, the whole nine yards. But guess what? What does it matter? Mm. None of it really, truly matters. No, it doesn't have, or rather, it doesn't have to matter, right? It doesn't have to matter. And I do a lot of, I do a lot of meditation. I was just did half an hour beforehand because I was a bit fizzy, mm. right? Had a weird day yesterday, so I have two, I have two solutions to my my agitation, which is vigorous exercise and meditation. That just that does me good. Yeah, because I can do that anywhere. I can do that anywhere. I can sit down and do press ups. I can sit and do that anywhere. Right? I just mm. have time, like five ten minutes. I'm good. And that teaches you to be, you know, the, the future. The future is is an imagination. The past is 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 only can be visited with thought, right? Mm. So so the past is the past. So now all there is is now. It's like the, the, as a matter of conscious experience, all there is is now. So when you're filling that fucker in, it's like what's the only thing that matters? Well, it's the dot we're in. The dot we're in. It's the dot. Mm. We're in. And then to try to enrich that dot. Yeah. Now, Ross, you, 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 um, I've, I've, I follow you on Instagram. You got, you, you're very disciplined these days. We, you obviously disciplined in your meditation. You're, you're at the gym a lot and everything, but yeah. there was a stage of your life where you clearly wasn't. Where, no. where did the shift, where did the shift come from? Where, 
Well, okay. So my my so there's a couple of things. So basically, you you always know, right? You always know this isn't good. I mean, when when I when I so I I've run this business for eleven years, right? I had a brother-in-law who's part of the business. He was let's say not doing stuff that he should have been doing. I found out about it. And I think that was one of the causal factors of me taking a lot. Cause I think subconsciously I knew something was up. I just couldn't face it. Right. Mm. Pain avoidance, pain avoidance, betrayal, all my worst things. Right. And I wound up going, for, going to litigation, moved out to Devon to the next partners, which was not ideal, but it got me out of Dodge. It got me, it got the drug use collapsed, but the booze happened. I remember when I moved out of there, Fuck, the shame about my alcohol use is like the cans or other places. It was like, not that that wasn't an indicator enough, but you can't buy what? So you kind of was like, oh my God, I did this. Mm. I did this as I moved out. And yeah, all throughout time, I was drug driving, drink driving, all fucking just the most appalling, fucking selfish, dreadful traits. I mean, I forgive myself somewhat, but I would never have been able to forgive myself if something bad happened. I'd probably have to kill myself because that would have been. Mm. What would, that would have been the inevitable thing because it was what, what could you do mm. and the shame you know because shame shame mountain keeps us there if you sitting at the bottom of shame mountain is the shittiest place in the world right mm. so literally is the shittiest place in the world literally there is no worse place um so I, I then moved to to Essex. I run literally to a place called Repton Park. It's in Woodford, uh, Wood, uh, Woodford Green. It's an old mental hospital that was converted. How how apt, right? <laughs> it's great. It's lovely. It's an amazing place. Um, I then met a girl that I then wholeheartedly self-sabotaged on an alcohol and cocaine binge with a pretty severe psychotic event. And... She, the first time I accused her of X, Y, and Z, she uh, she thought it was funny. Second time, not so much. Third time, because of course, you should stop, Ross. I wasn't stopping. Mm. I had six bags to use. What the fuck was I going to do? Mm. Uh, if it's in the house, it's in me. It's like biscuits. I can't have them in the house. So it's the same with that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, because a bit Moorish. And um, she lost her shit with me. And that was an undeniable because because I I love well, I love that woman I still do, and uh, she said that's ridiculous. And I stopped. Called my parents like in the morning, got sobered. Called my parents, told them everything, like everything. They were fucking surprised and shocked. Found mm. a psychiatrist, did this, did, 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 just fucking acted. Mm. That was actually quite easy. Right, it was it was quite easy, relatively. I had a dream where I was sat on a park bench and someone gave me a beer and I actually looked at it and gave it back. I knew I'd never drink again. Like literally knew, I'd ne- yeah, seriously, I knew I'd never drink again. I knew I'd never drink again. Like, mm. yeah. if you don't drink, the other system is going to follow. Right, but that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. It never is. It was all the treatment to the problem. The problem was my pain, my pain of rejection, my pain of loneliness, my my fear. That I was coating. And then I chased the girl. She moved, she was in Cheltenham. So I moved up there because, oh, look, you know, mm. attached to issues, right? And that didn't go well. And she had to end it because she knew that she was, she had become, I think, I mean, I have speak, spoken to her since. And 
I think I think I've got this number correct. Is that she became the um, she became the uh, sedator of my pain, so mm. essentially codependence. Mm. Well, my, I was highly dependent on her, and she had to stop that. And I do not fucking blame her at all because I was a chaotic, paranoid, childish, needy, grabby mess. Because of course, you know that was essentially replaced. Replaced. I was I was doing therapy. I had all sorts of stuff. Stuff was coming through, but nothing. Mm. Really then that happened last just over a year ago uh may june yeah that was where that was the catalyst but that was when that was when i had my dts essentially oh yeah that was fucking miserable mm. but that's when the discipline came in i took on a coach who i'd actually ironically looked at several months before but i just couldn't face mm face the responsibility of the discipline so, yeah that's interesting yeah but this, this, this is quite because I, I try to coach people now and this i recognize and it's just been weak you've been weak to All, be already to... do you think do you think it's a case of some people aren't ready um they know they're ready because they're looking right they're mm. looking, always looking you're always looking you're ready you just don't have there's a bit of you which which has no spine and mm. it's, it's it's you have to deal with that you have to commit and, it, and it's quite amusing. People can quite commit to their bad very well and good. But you try to commit to your good, there's a lot of resistance. You do stuff, yeah. you get a free fucking pass. You'll pay for that, but you get a free pass. You uh, you want to do something good, you've got to break through a seal. You have to earn that. And it's that. And it's like, that's what I see. And that's what that's what, my, that's what my experience is. And you, But you have to persist. Mm. You have to persist. And it's like, that's why the page exists. Essentially, it's, it's there. But you, but you kind of there's a compression compassion argument, right? So compassion is often done for people who have had hard, hard, hard lives, and compression is done for people who are a bit who are soft but have made like weak vice ass choices. Right? Yeah, <laughs> because because the accountability is like no no one's come to them and said fuck sake and no one they respect. No one they respect. And essentially that was, I think, the case case. Well, I needed a bit of both. I needed a bit of both because I compressed myself. Once once I decided I compressed myself, I flagellated myself like hell. Mm. But once, but once I decided, once I once I went over that um that threshold, I mean, okay, I had to fucking pay for it, but the whole point about paying for it is is you're essentially saying, I'm doing this. I'm mm. doing this, right? It's like you you, you pay because you value yourself. It's one of these weird things. It's, I thought it's what, what people did to sell shit. It's not. The, the more you pay, the more you get in terms yeah. of what you do. Whether it's emotional investment, whether it's spiritual investment, whether it's you know the sacrifice you're making, and that's just one of the sacrifices, means you're going to get loads back. Mm. And, and well, I've never done... What what was your social circle like at this point, Russ? No, I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. I did this all on my own. This was I didn't know I created a world. So this is it about my 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 self-loathing and my inability. I had friends who are all diffuse. I've lived around every, lots of different places. My work yeah. is diffuse, my work is highly automated. I don't have staff. Okay. You know, so I had no fucking support. I had no support. Not that not that it would have made a difference, by the way. Not that that mm. would have made a difference. That would have made yeah. fuck all difference at all. That would have been totally, that was that literally, I was quite happy doing this. And until I, I did like a diagnosis of ADHD, and as I was going through the um, 
this was like uh, as I gave up. Um, I think I've largely dealt with that by by other techniques, by the way. But as I was going through the the pre-diagnostic for this, it was a realization that I go, do you get do you do you get in trouble at work? Well, I can't get in trouble at work. Guess why? Yeah, you're the boss. Any big boss is boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you fall out with people? Well, I do, but who gives a fuck, right? Mm. All these things, I created this gilded cage for me, which some people would think was some kind of paradise. Oh, I'd love a life like that. Yeah. And, I, and I, and of course, that would, I kept on, I wasn't, I wasn't conducive to a partner. You've seen those photos in 2016. I look like a fucking sack mm. of shit. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, that's how I felt. My external representation, the external yeah. was a total representation of the internal. Like, with that, but, but Ross, you didn't, you still had the nice cars, the nice house, and everything. You didn't lose any of that, did you? You just lost the, the stuff that well, was important well, well, to you well, and yourself. Well, I had a couple of things to say about that, which is because mm. of the construction of my my business, mm. you know, I, let, I let a toxic motherfucker into my business. It was my, my brother-in-law who was, who was quite happy to see me finished and the business with me, as long as he walks away scot-free. Mm. Um, I'd say it to his face, but we had a litigation on this, so there we go. We had a set. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've forgiven him. He, but he, 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 that's not an issue. So I've not spoken to my sister from then, like, since then. Mm. So it's, it's all good fun. And mm. the construction of my business mitigated that, but I did drop a bottle, which cost me millions of quid. Totally. Mm. So, and and it's only now where I'm actually suddenly pulling my head out of my ass and going, oh, I need to look at my business. I need to show this. So, because it's associated with a lot of toxicity for me. Because mm. uh, again, it was another unintentional thing. It just happens to be a relatively good intentional thing, unintentional thing, but it's still unintentional. So, mm. it, it just on the nature of how it's constructed is it's resilient to my best efforts to totally detonate it. I'm mm. a fucker. But the thing is that had I had a business which might have been more dependent on me, I might not have got so bad so quick. See what I mean? Mm. Mm. So, so again, having a highly automated business, which we only work X number of hours in a week as everything goes on and the customers are X, Y, Z, you know, in general, you know, that's, that might be shifting on me. Mm. Is a, a poison chalice. People think they want this shit. They don't. It's like lottery wins. You don't want it. Not really, mm. unless you're mature enough to have it. It's like all these things. These are the lessons. The lessons when they talk about us on the self-development thing and say, you will only have the relationship when you're mature enough. I am now. I wasn't. Mm. You have the money when you're mature enough. I am now. I wasn't because it's just, it just, you just, you just, you just turn it inwards and you'll just sab sabotage the fuck out of yourself. Mm. It, it'll bring out all the worst stuff. And all of a sudden, you just get divorced and you're fucking not going, you know, pouring around mm. it because suddenly you can. It just unleashes this, this inner cunt in you because it was always there because it hasn't been resolved. And mm. the whole point of me going back, I mean, if you see, I, I got told to buy to distress myself financially, and it has distressed myself financially. I bought a fucking Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> because that was relative. That was relative to me, and I, I mean that's 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 it's all about it's all it's all everything's relative, right? Everything's relative depends where you're at scale. And the life I live now is I'm just ringing the hell out of things. My resources are the same. It's like physically I'm the same. All I just do is I just eat well and train and live a disciplined life. 
That's the only thing that's changed. And the quality yeah. of my has gone through the roof. And it's the same with this. I just lean into what I've got harder. I push things hard. And the quality mm. of my life is so much better because, you know, and it's come with other stuff and it's made me all sorts of, you know, some worries. Mm. But that's okay. That's what I needed to kind of keep me, make me alive. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sort of that sort of stuff. And I never thought I'd be proud, uh, brave enough or worthy enough to have, again, you have this thing and does it own you or you own it? These are all the things. Well, I'm glad you recognize that you are, mate. Um, because because you seem like a decent geezer, and I'm glad you just brought up as well um, uh, about what you eat. So I wanted to ask you about that because Jack, have you you don't follow him on Instagram yet, do you? But this no, this this this, this fella's got like a fucking twelve pack, not even a six pack. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's so I used to be, I suppose, a fairly normal looking bloke, like about a year and a half back. It's fourteen months ago. And then I started doing this and I've never, I've trained all my life and I got a macro macros based diet and the point about putting macros, basically you know, fat protein carbs. That's a general way of looking at things. But what I got given and the reason why I do this as part of the practice is let's say, for example, you came along the coach and you go, okay, do this. And what you're doing is you're breaking self-limiting beliefs. Mm. You're breaking self-limiting beliefs. What time can you wake up? Right. I'll wake up early. I'll wake up for me. For no other reason, I'll wake up for me. Everyone breaks on the wake-up time, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, because you wake up at like three in the morning, don't you? Ten past, ten past three. Ten. Ten. Oh, you, oh, you give yourself ten extra minutes, do you? It's, 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 it's like tonight, after I've done you, I've got a coaching call that finishes at 11 later than that. I'll have four hours. I'll be up. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Do, you, do you go off four hours sleep? A night, or does it vary? Do you sometimes have more? It, it, sometimes vary, it varies. It varies. We we because because of our association with sleep, we can we can we can debt sleep. Right? Mm. We can debt sleep. You can get away with no fucking sleep if if you need to. There's. The, oh, I fucking I went with no sleep for a long time, and it fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, okay, but here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you if you're healthy, it'd be like it's bit everyone everyone goes oh, so healthy, and I look at it and I go yeah okay. How's it working out for you? That would be the first mm. thing. Secondly, it's not to say that there's no sleep, it's that largely unconsciously aligned. Largely unconsciously aligned. I have such I have such low inner turmoil emotionally compared to what I used to. I'm mm. much more sensitive to that. That I have my resources uh, like emotionally are much, much, much better. Mm. I can't sleep more than five hours. Yeah. I can't sleep more than five hours. And it's uh, there's all sorts of stuff about expectation and all, there's there's a complicated mix when it comes to sleep. I'm not saying everyone should live like me. I mean, really, just it, part of an early wake-up time should imply. So tonight I have to do this, but it means go to bed fucking early. What else are you going to do at 9.30, 10 o'clock? Watch the telly? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so go to sleep. Wake up. Earn the day. You know, so this is all ritualized ardor, made life, making life a little bit more challenging, mentally mm. tough. It also means that when I wake up and someone asks me to do something, like my parents call, go, no problem. Mm. don't have to wake up especially i'm up anyway mm. and it and, mate, and that take, yeah you're up anyway it's like if, if if things shift on me i have so much flex so much capacity mm. ahead of everything it, it takes out stress yeah so we so you basically you basically uh subduing problems before they start because i've got you know i have my morning wake up i'm in the gym at four if I had to, I'm up at ten past three. Where what we do? Who are we fighting? You know, mm. it's, sort of, it's it's totally that. Which is what? So, so, 
what what's the day in the life for Ross then? So you so walk me through your average day. You get up, you go to the so, gym, so, so and I want to know no, what you no, eat no, no, as well. So, so so I wake up, I have morning process, I wake up, I read, I write about it, I set my intentions, that's basically my to-do list. I go shower in, cup of coffees. Sometimes I meditate, sometimes I don't, depends what's going on in the day for 10 minutes, and then I walk to the gym. Gym's like 10, 15 minutes around the corner. In, I do, I do, it's varied. I've changed it because I'm trying to change my, I was doing up to, up to 600 burpees in the, in the morning. Mm. I, I do, I do, I do, I do 300 now, right? So that's, oh. a, <laughs> that, that, and, and, and what that, and what that is, that's not exercise. That's a, that's a gratitude test. That's an offering that puts me in a box that establishes a bit like you go into the water. It's a toughness yeah. test, right? Similar yeah, thing. Yeah. Similar thing, right? It's and the great thing about burpees is I can do them wherever the fuck I like. Okay. I happen to go to the gym, I can just do them here. That's why I do them. Doing weights and training and stuff like that, that's fun. I enjoy that way too much for that to be worthwhile in the morning. I have to mm. do something difficult and obnoxious in the morning. Mm. So then I do that, come back. Um, it's probably about five, maybe then meditate, up, dog out, coffee, bang, and then I'm kind of good to go um i've got a lot of capacity on posting all the whole time because that's again part of the discipline because part of me doing the youtube sorry the instagram was to put my ego in a box mm. all this is all this is called habitual construction if you don't want to be the person you were do stuff aggressively that the other person couldn't even begin to imagine mm. and it different de delineates I mean, i've had ego deaths and all sorts of meditating really yeah totally i'll get into that um I'll stick a pin in that then uh, then i'm i'm up i could do work i'm i'm up and about i have capacity then i've i've done my bit for me and anything i do on top of that which i'll do weights later just to keep me up because mm. I'll, I'll you know it's like why should you have a good day we should earn it you should offer it the universe would you know, they say the universe but nature nature rewards hard work mm. and you will feel good and literally, I will walk around and go, I've fucking done so much more than every other person from, I can't even begin to how far, you know. And then a man mm. of 46, if you're a man of 46 year old with a six pack, you're rarer than someone who's got multi-millions of pounds, right? Mm. So my business, that kind of stuff doesn't really matter. What different, what, what delineates me is my spiritual growth and my physical capability. Mm. That's what makes me walk around here like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, right? Because I've done stuff that these people can't begin to imagine. It just elevates. Yeah, right? but before like, four o'clock in the morning. But yeah, well, yeah, totally. And, it, and, 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 <laughs> and if you have and if you have self worth issues, if you have self worth issues, and my self worth issues were hilariously fucking deep, mm. this is a good thing to do. Where right. do you reckon they stem from, then, Ross? Do you reckon you were born with them? <sighs> no. No, I think I think we're born perfect. I think we're born perfect conscious creatures. Um, but this is all egoic. So, you know, if, if you if you spend a lot of time meditating, you, know, you have this thing which is the self, which is a construct in your in your consciousness, which is this idea of you. Mm. And mine was four years old. Ruby, love her. Um, she saw this thing. She was so intuitive. But she also saw me. Women all do mm. that. The, the good ones will do that. They'll see the good in you, right? Beyond the cunt, they'll see. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's our job to put the cunt in bed. 
and make sure he stays there, right? Mm-hmm. That's the sacrifice. Now, unfortunately, you know, we live, we, we don't have the opportunity to do that until we have to do that. Moment. And um, no, I, I think I think I think that's that's like learned behavior, habitual. We're, we're creatures mm-hmm. of habit, and they're all protective systems and traumas and fears and this is what we do in this circumstance you know or just subconscious and unconscious with i read it, i've got a book and it's called the, the 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 power of 50 bits and the idea is we're pulling in 10 million bits of data a second right 50 bits to 100 bits are handed over to conscious thought we're unconscious mm. creatures right so all of our acts and behaviors are rationalized we're all just limbic at the worst so when we're trying to do stuff like deliberately hard things what you're trying to do i think is there's there's this which is how it feels but there's also some deeper subconscious stuff which is reprogramming on a very fundamental level mm. that that's what discipline does discipline reprograms you on a fundamental level that your self-belief and self-worth gets retuned essentially because you're valuing it on your own efforts there's an idea that you break your word to yourself have you heard of this yeah yeah, yeah I think that's true. Every time you back out of things, you break your word to yourself, and you know. We so- we were speaking about it uh, with the last guest we had on, actually, and I was talking to a friend about it recently. So it's it's, it's funny that you bring it out of how the universe works. I think, isn't it? Well, but, I, um... I, I think I think I think as as a model to 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 get on top of some very deep behavioural quirks and and pain avoidance, which is you know always going to be like some kind of learned helplessness thing. They're great ideas because. Mm. There's stuff you can use, right? There's stuff you can use. I love that idea. So yeah, this uh, this actually, I don't realize the importance of this until the other day. There was some kid who was sort of playing around by my car, was out the front, and he could he could gab, he could gab. And I said to his, he said to his mom, I said, look, if they tell him to start telling to, to be quiet, tell him no. He can talk, and anyone who can talk, who can truly talk, they change the world. They can change mm-hmm. the. They could, totally can. If you can use your voice, if you can find your voice and use it, mate, well, unbelievable. That, I'm glad to hear that because I can fucking talk for Britain. He certainly can. I mean, I, I'll, I'll get off track, off topic of it, really, but it's like, have you ever wondered why you actually talk the way you talk? Well, you're a product of your environment, aren't you? Well, you, well, well, not just that. You're a product of your environment, but also then you're an habitual creature. So your voice isn't probably your true voice. Have you thought about that? Because that's, <laughs> that's a powerful thought. That's a really, that means that whenever you speak, you're not quite aligned to what your physicality could be. Mm. Quite aligned because of, because of all previous traumas or um, events, all sorts of stuff, right? When I, I do like occasional flotation tank, my voice, my voice has lowered over time. If you go back to my early videos, it's much more nasal, much more up here, a bit more adenoidy, right? Probably a bit more S, mm. right? And it's dropped. And if I have a float, I shit you not, you'll hear it. It will, it will literally drop half an octave. Really? Yeah, 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 totally. Because of how we hold ourselves, we're all sort of in preemption of all sorts of things, right? And there's, I've done, I've got a thing called Pet by a guy called Pear Bristow. He talks about it. it's about you can do these like techniques which will loosen the base of the, the tongue because it's all kind of constricted habitually and it feeds back because whenever you hear it you hear yourself right like when you speak you hear yourself like, you know, I, mm. I've changed my view on self-talk like massively I will not I, I really have to watch my complaining and I definitely won't let bitch voice out right 
you know, everything's good because mm. two, pe- you know, two people in a conversation here, it's you and the other person. And then if you think about it that, so it's not just what you say, it's how you say it, but the actual voice, you might not be talking with your true fucking voice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And and there'll be a bit of you which sort of knows. There'll be a bit yeah. of you which sort of knows. Yeah, like, I think... Uh, totally totally think, deep in you. It's like nuts. I think it's, you're on the side now because you, you sort of uh, become a character as you get older, I think. Betray a character, don't you? Oh, well, well this, this comes down to egoic structure and also we think about when you when your voice is shifting, it's just going at school and this is all wrapped up in in all sorts of hilarious, you know, fucking spotty image issues and stuff mm. like that. So it's just the worst time for this to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As opposed to, you know, back in the day, what were you probably doing? You were probably out hunting with, with a, a group of men, right? <laughs> who who understood what, how it sucked. And you were cut in front of girls to try to, you know. <laughs> deal with this. And yeah, you know, it's like I I I mean I, I sort of said to someone dear to me once, I was it's a horrible thing to say. I said she she terrified me. And actually I I was lucky enough to be able to make good on that. Which mm. she terrified me. Do you know who fucking terrified me? Yourself. <laughs> Always. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing to fear in the world. That bad thing never fucking happened. Mm. That bad thing never happened. Never. It's always yeah. what we do to ourselves. Oh, oh what's it? Uh, man, uh, well, the world's problems, is it Emmanuel Kant? The world's problems are caused by man not being able to sit quietly alone in a room by himself. Mm. Fucking true. Yeah. Fucking true. That's, that was it. I didn't like myself. And that's what I do. Drank booze, smashed gear, couldn't talk to girls. So it didn't make me like, make me like myself. I mean, literally, there's no word of a lie. I had never asked a girl out in the flesh until this year. Really? Yeah. What a pussy. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. right? What a fucking pussy. I think uh, um I think it's the 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 way we live these days as well. I don't think a lot of that goes on these days as well because it's oh, it, 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 online. It propagates it propagates it propagates these weak behaviors and these weak behaviors reinforce themselves. You know, it becomes again everything becomes a virtuous circle. So everyone mm. runs to on into the fucking virtual school disco. Never breaking the cycle. You're very, you two are very fucking lucky. You should count yourselves amazing men for what you've done. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah. It's like there's this idea that, you know, there's a guy who, who my coach knows, a guy called Eric Spofford, right? So he's been a massive heroin addict, criminal, the whole nine yards. Like my coach was an ex scumbag. If you, mm. if you think about this, if you think if you commit so hard to your bad, think about how how if you really, really wanted to, how you commit to your good. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's a, what a fucking liberating idea. Mm. Addicts, we're all addicts. It's just that we did it better than everyone else. Other people are so fucking half-arsed. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, really, genuinely. Because yeah. if you're, like, I think more people are all or nothing. If you're an all or nothing person, you have to be all or nothing. Well, there you go. Let's lean into that shit. See what you can do. Yeah. If you yeah. think about that, when you push yeah. up, push up, you know, if you if you were put if you were stuck on an island somewhere, I guarantee you'd build a city. Yeah. Guarantee yeah. it. <laughs> Most lots of people couldn't do that because they're all a bit mealy mouthed. That's not yeah, it. Yeah. Seriously. Like, yeah, it's like, interesting <laughs> you say that. I've I've expressed that in the past. I'm very, very much all in or all out. And that's yeah. why um I 
I give up everything on the same day and people question me for it. I think, what do you want me to do? Start one of them back up? No, no, I, I, saw, I saw that and I saw that and I said, no, it's, this, this is, it's like, no. And you think about that, if you actually realise that that is a real component of you, fuck. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, yeah. what could you possibly do? If you really, really go, right, I am all in. Because sometimes, mm. you know, again, this is like the memento mori thing. You know, mm. you, you've died. You've died. You've died. Yeah. You've died. Yeah. But, you know, that's it. At that point in time, you're essentially done. You get you're born again. Mm. It's all yeah. sad. and in theory, you're born again every day. But that yeah. that is truly the way I, I see it as well. I I talk about the addict me as a, 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 the person who was addicted to cocaine and and drugs as a past tense because um I truly believe that bloke. Oh, no, well they said well here, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, shall I tell talk about my ego death? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I, t- I send everyone this the, the link to Waking Up app. It's an amazing app. Sam Harris is a neuroscientist, um, philosopher, and, and he's a Buddhist. And he did it the hard way, he went off to Tibet and did all that shit. And he went, Well, this is good stuff, this should be good to other people, but they haven't got time to go to Tibet, so the app exists. So I do a lot of Vipassana, which is mindfulness. I there was a guy in concierge downstairs who used to skydive. I used to give him loads of shit. So he gave me shit back and said, You need to do a skydive. And I went, Okay, good, I'll do that. I'll give it a go. Cost me 300 quid. Went out to Salisbury. I said, Yeah, fuck it, I'll go and do it. Well, how could it quickly? I found found it there. Again, waking up early, no problem. Jim drove there, beautiful day, crispy, clear sky, 15,000 foot up. And I didn't realize what essentially I'd done until I met a sort of guy who was an ex, uh, ex-US Marine who killed a lot of men, a lot of people. <clears throat> mm. And he, and he made, said, he said, that's a dangerous thing. And I said, no, it's not. It's safe. You, you're attached to a man. He goes, no, that's a dangerous thing. It's a safe, dangerous thing, but it's a dangerous thing. Think about it. Whilst I might rationally think that I know that I'm attached to a man with all this safety gear, what do you think my sub- subconscious being's thinking as I fall? Mm, it could go wrong. <laughs> Fuck, now I'm falling to my death. Yeah. At that, in those moments, I am fucking falling to my death subconsciously. Because, and I worked this out afterwards, in the morning I, I woke, I did my morning normal practice, I then meditated, and this is what happened. I closed my eyes, I hit a point where I saw a picture of me, and it went, like, pixelated, like in the most incredibly detailed pixelation, Right? And then it came towards me, and then I had light and absolute fucking peace. Like, absolute peace. Like, absolute peace. So that was my ego death. I literally then, the next day, I started feeling things slightly differently. Really? Because that would make sense, because if you, you're, you're a construct of yourself in your own consciousness. Mm. So... This this is this is this is why you reform. It's like a forever task. You can't kill your ego. My ego, once upon a time, tricked me in a dream that I thought he killed. I killed him. And yeah, great. This is when I gave out the drugs and drink. No, you can't mm. kill it. You kill it continually. Mm. But it'll always be a form of the ego. That is like it sounds like a spirit spiritual type awakening, which they say you get when you go sober as well. Yeah. Well, I think I think I I I I had to do the meditation to get that. It, it's it's that that's because because then you're at least what I think what happens when you're sober at least you'll come become aware of your de- your internal internal um, state mm. or you're not mm. state, which is one of the things I think we do that, and you become we can become more conscious of that state so we can get like a deepening consciousness. Mm. Um, 
but doing doing that that stuff means you you you're accessing it you know for passing the means to see things as they truly are mm. that's what it says you really see shit it's amazing it's quite incredible it's quite incredible yeah it sounds it mate it sounds it I, I, I mate if i had orange rose people would fucking listen to me <laughs> if you had what Orange robes. And I went I went to I went to Ibiza back to a hotel that I used to be very pretty. It's the first time I was enlightened. It's a very, mm. very particular state. And I went back to this hotel as a kind of little kind of uh, little little circle. Go back to go back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I rocked it. I was perfectly fine. And I no one talked to me because I was on a very different vibe. I was in the gym at four, all that kind of shit. And someone said to me, I said, people are talking to me because I look like I'm going to rip your head off. And the nice woman behind the, the bar said, no, it's because you're a bringer of peace. Yeah. Nice thing anyone ever said to me. Yeah, <laughs> and, then when I, and then when I landed, I had, I went, I could die now. And I had a very particular sense of peace. Mm. I could walk through the entire concourse like I was an observer, that I was slightly outside of my body, and if a bomb had gone off next to me, I literally wouldn't have blinked. It was very peculiar. And that oh, one... you make me want to jump out of a plane. <laughs> hey, well, well, all, but I, I, I don't do that. Meditate. Fucking do yeah. that. Meditate. Do that. Meditate. And then, and then you, you, you sort of there is a certain you know whether it's third eye or anything, but you, you there's all of it's there to be found inside. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I have been practicing that. I was just been on. I was on this thing earlier before we come on to the call. It's a, it's an oh, acupuncture mat. Earthing mat. Yeah, yeah, an acupuncture mat, and I do breathing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I find that very I'll, helpful. I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. I'll send you. I'll send you the link. You get thirty days free. I've got no no dog in the fight. It's the most incredible thing I I I think I could ever gift anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. It's like it's like it's thirty days. If you can't afford it, they give it to you for free. It's a, it's a very Buddhist thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I appreciate that, mate. And oh, yeah, I appreciate sorry, sorry. your I appreciate your time tonight as well, Ross. We're running out of time, but I like Jack normally likes to end on a on a question. Yes. Jack, so, come on, so, bruv. So Ross, <laughs> I mean, quite evidently you've you've lived uh, quite quite a life already. You've got a lot of life experiences, but for like individuals who maybe went through the same things that you did or similar, um, or similar life struggles, what sort of one piece of advice would you give to them that would really if if you could have like given it to yourself back in the day when you were really struggling, what what would you do? No, that's, that's a good question. Because I sometimes say, you know, they go back to your younger self. What would you say to them? And I often said nothing, right? But what I would say now is like, you know, you're worthwhile. Don't fucking give up. You know, you can have a life you deserve. You can make that happen. You can. Uh, you have to fucking fight for it, but you're stronger than you think. Mm. stronger than you think there's more about it than you think um don't live in fear anymore i love that ross yeah really that was powerful mate very powerful i'd like to thank you very I'm much for crying on. you see this is this is this is part of this this and this is true this is totally part of this fucking problem about doing this this life i live right yeah. you connect so fucking aggressively to your emotions I love I that though, mate. So. I fucking I, no, cry. No, no, I cry on here all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's no. This is the most amazing thing, isn't it? Because it's yeah. like it's sort of like, oh yeah, that's what that that's what that's meant to feel like. Yeah, but that's not sadness either, is it? No, it's, it's not. Um, no, no, it's not. It's gratitude. Not. That was yeah, love, it's gratitude, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred fucking yeah. percent. It's, it's the most 
pure thing in the world. And if you could, I mean, I, I tend to try to live in from a place of love if I can, not fear. I have to watch that. Mm. Watch that. Um, yeah. But it's doable. That's the that's the amazing thing. I think you'd probably agree is that you if looking back, you would never think the life that you have you'd either deserve or you could fight for. Absolutely. And, and this is just the beginning. That's the yeah. Thing. And this is what I tell with the people that I've tried to help. I always say that switching the two Fs, I call it, from fear to to running off faith and if you run yeah. off faith then you're not living in fear anymore you know well, so. i think i think with the, with the faith thing this the thing that i've sort of again this is it is this you build up a part you have to build up a pile of evidence because there's a bit of you which will drag you into the pile of evidence which says you're a piece of shit and there'll be a lot of that mm. be mm. a lot of that yeah and it, and it's very fresh and stinking right so yeah. what, you have, what i think you have to do is uh, literally this is this is the discipline this is where the discipline comes in is you pile up that evidence you get to a point from being unbreakable to unstoppable to undeniable. When you've been yeah. doing it for 10 years, you're fucking undeniable. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I know I'll never break. I will never yeah. break. I will but it's something you have to work on daily, I think. Yeah. There, there's a Jordan Peterson thing about this, right? So what you have is you have an inbuilt, you've got an inbuilt pattern, right? That might be your addictive, addictive nature, right? Which you then find ways of treating it. And then mm. what you can do is you can modify that pattern. So what you have to do is like, you've got a big diesel engine, That'll just fucking go all day long. And then you've got a little four-cylinder. Problem mm. about that four-cylinder, it's a bit high revving, maybe a bit of a two-stroke, right? Needs maintenance. Otherwise, it drops off. And then you've got to fucking pick it back up again and then attach it, and then it modifies the whole system. That's, mm. what, you do, that's what you're doing with behavior. So you have all these incredibly ingrained behaviors, which you've used drugs, drink, whatever it is to treat. This is a different way of modifying it, and it has to be done daily. Mm. That is apparently what goes on, on a kind of model. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom, Ross. How can yeah, people really, find you on really, Instagram? Really, really appreciate it, mate. Uh, you look for a big, big, slightly pink ginger bloke, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's What's your Instagram name? Uh, it's Ross there? underscore Tyler underscore Burgess, which is which is uh, we'll, a pain in the ass name. I should have called it. We'll, we'll tag you underneath it anyway, and we'll put this this up soon. I'll let you know. It's where okay. It's up, if you like, if you like lots of if you like lots of photos of semi naked me, then you'll love that. Yeah, Jack will love that. <laughs> hey, I, I go just one last point. Have you, do you know? Do you know this theory about when you look through your phone, yeah. you can see what things you value in the photos? Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. So look back. I I would suggest you do this experiment because when I look back, there are very few fucking photos of me, but a lot of my dog. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because I didn't feel very good about me. Now there are a lot of photos about me, so you mm. can get a snapshot of how someone th what someone values. By what there's what's in their in their photo reel. Fuck it, oh, that's probably why there's a every single picture of me in the past is with a can of beer in my hand. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's it's kind of it's, 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 look back, go back and look. It's an amazing fucking tool, mate. I couldn't, mm. I could look at myself if there were photos of me. I could just there was like that. Mm. There was like half of me. It's nuts. Mm. It's obvious. Cars, everything else, never me. Now there's fucking nothing else for me. I'm glorious. Yeah, amazing, mate. That's good. I man. love what you, I really love good. what you do. Keep doing what you do. Keep shining, brother. Peace out, always. Bye.